Welcome to Finish Line, the podcast all about accountability. Every week we talk to different runners, learning about why they do it, how they hold themselves accountable, and all the work it takes to get them to reach that finish line. Today we're joined by Keenan Gray, who most know as the Runner Walk. Keenan has built his own blog, which is the home for high school cross country, track and field in the state of Washington. On his site, you can find info about the top high school runners and the latest races and much, much more. Keenan, pleasure to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, first of all, Cole, thanks for having me. Uh, like a, a little bit about myself. Um, most people know me as the Runner Wah, but again, my name is Keenan Gray. I am a broadcasting senior at Gonzaga University. Um, I started this blog about three years ago, and it started off as a little project, but for some reason it's taken the entire state of Washington by storm, and it's, it's been great. The feedback's been awesome, and it's cool just to talk about these amazing runners we have here in Washington because they deserve the recognition that's like a high school football player or a basketball player um, deserves. Um, but I was also in high school a three-sport athlete. I ran cross and track and uh, played basketball as well. Basketball was my first love before even running, and now it's kind of flipped a little bit. Um, I'm an only child. I grew up in a household with parents as coaches, and they've all, they both coached me throughout high school. My dad in basketball and my mom in running. So I've been around uh, sports my entire life, and that's what it's, it's – I revolve myself around sports is what I enjoy the most. Before starting your blog, uh, when you first got into running, when would you say that is, and what do you think the kind of spark that set you off on that path was? Well, as I mentioned, my mom was my coach for a little bit. She ran in high school at West Valley in Spokane, ended up becoming a state champion runner for that group in 1986, and I think right there, she's kind of the influence as to how I got started in the running. Now, when I got started in the running, um, it varies. I mean, it could, be, it could have been first grade. It could have been eighth grade. Um, I remember doing my very first 5K, I think. I was either first or second grade. Um, and it wasn't the most fun activity for me at, at the time. I, for, for a first and second grader, 3.1 miles is a long ways to, to get to run. Um, but when, when I started competitively competing, competing and running. I was eighth grade and I came out for track in middle school and I loved it. I, I loved the competitive atmosphere of just running fast, fast races, 800, 1600 were my predominant races in high school. Um, and from then on, I decided to join cross country my freshman year, after my freshman year for my sophomore year, after I had a pretty good track season as a freshman. And yeah, I, to this day, I, I look back on it, and I, and I was happy with what I accomplished. I, I did the best I could as a runner, and, and now I just run for health benefits, and it's all good now. When you were running in high school, when you first got into the competitive scene, was there anything like the runner wall that would give you, you know, just news and information on other runners in your area and the competitive nature of your state? Well, I, and I personally tell people this all the time. The district I ran in, which was the 1A District 1 and 2, which I will tell everybody this, was one of the toughest districts I've had to run against in the entire state of Washington. And I've ran against teams from eastern Washington and down south, but I've never had to compete against teams that had some of the best distance runners in the entire state on in our district. And so that was really tough. And it was fun, though. It made me a better runner my senior year. And, of course, 
running in a conference, the Northwest Conference, which was my high school was in that. Uh, we had to run against Seahome. We had to run against Bellingham, Ferndale, Squalicum, a bunch of like bigger schools than we were. And so right there in itself, I mean, Seahome obviously being a predominant powerhouse for God knows how long, um, that right there was the motivation to run faster because if you want to be able to compete with these guys, you have to be able to um, run at these their capabilities. And so it was it was tough, but also rewarding because it made me fitter and it made me uh, feel like I can accomplish more with running. Now, with regards to coverage-wise, the only thing that we had probably in Bellingham, which is where I'm from, is the Bellingham Herald, which covered high school sports for the longest time. And then most recently, they, they just kind of just stopped covering. It's not the most important thing for them, I guess, right now. So it's, it's a little disappointing to see that. Um, and, of course, athletic.net was the source to see, like, times who you're running up against. Um, but those were the major sources we ha- I had, at least, when I was in high school. And what was really the spark for Runner Wild? Why did you start it, and how long have you been working on it for? So like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I think this is going to be my third year. I started it in 2018, and kind of just taking a backtrack story, I was at Gonzaga my freshman year for one semester, and I came back home from GU to finish my AA back here in Wagon County because that homesickness thing is for real. And I was talking with people, and I didn't really have a whole lot of things going on. At the time, I was a sports management major with a broadcasting minor, and I, I personally was going to switch my majors because I wasn't a fan of sports management, but I knew I wanted to do something with sports. And I knew broadcasting was the next best bet for me because I can be involved and talk about sports for a living, which why wouldn't you want to have that as a job? That seems like an incredible job to have. Um, but I was talking with somebody and they're like, well, if you want to get better or practice being an media personnel, why not start up your own blog? Well, my first instinct thought, well, isn't a blog typically like middle-aged women just have their own website or something like that? They write about whatever or something. Um, but I looked into it and I, I, I go to Wix, Wix is a great um, platform that I use to create the website and I'm no tech savvy like I, I don't know anything about computers whatsoever so I was fortunate enough to make something like I have right now for the runner wall but but with picking cross country and track I've had ideas tell me like why don't you cover basketball since you play basketball well basketball is already being covered by so many people around the state cross country and track to be honest no one cares like I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious like no one cared about the sport no one wants to like give recognition to these athletes even though they do some pretty phenomenal stuff. So I took advantage of that and I started off covering Whatcom County High School track and field. Uh, It it was a great success and and it was nice because there was only 10 teams so it wasn't a a ton to cover but it was a a start for what I wanted to do and then that next fall in 2018 I wanted to take a much bigger step. I was like why not try to cover the entire state. If I want to grow my brand and get people to follow my page, I need to be able to not only cover Whatcom County, but cover the entire state of Washington as well. And as of today, I am, and I tell people this, I am the high school source for cross country and track and field. And I'm not afraid to say that. That's not to be arrogant or anything, but I mean, when people learn about high school cross country and track in Washington, 
they go to the runner walk. And I just, I, I feel I've accomplished so much and there's so much more to become. And hopefully we can have a season where I cover Washington again. So I talked with Riley and he told me about you and um, it seems like he was a pretty passionate fan. So um, for the fans that do watch the runner wall and listen to your blog post, they must be pretty super fans, you know, pretty into it and um, really like the content you've put out. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, you you get those you recognize those kids and their accomplishments, such as O'Reilly Moore, who in high school Riley was Riley was a great runner. Riley was a phenomenal runner. Just at the time, just didn't get the plenty of recognition probably he deserved. Um, but he, but those those guys like seeing what other people are doing around the state, and I think that's what's the cool thing about the runner Washington is you can see what people are running around the state. Or how they're performing now. Obviously, you can go to athletic.net, but I'm able to go to meets, interview these kids, and I think that's what they really like about that is someone who cares about the sport is coming up to them and talking to them and interviewing them and writing articles about them. I think that's the biggest thing that draws all these high school athletes into it. So I'm sure with COVID, probably your um, well, first of all probably there's way less meets and um, track meetups. Uh, but before COVID, how many, how much content were you putting out uh, a week and how much, how many meets were you going to? It, it varies. Um, typically when it's like actually not preseason where they have like dual meets, but it's like if there's invites that week, I, I would say I might go to one or two meets a week. Uh, my, my main focus would be on that invite on that Saturday or Friday, um, that's the one I would put my most time and effort into planning and writing the article after interviewing the athletes. Also taking pictures as well. So my thing is obviously I can't go to every single meet in the entire state, um, but I'll pick the best one that I think that is going on this week that's gonna have the best athletes at that race. And therefore, that's like I said, that's the dictator for me to which whichever invite I go to. Got it. Um, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of races that in track meets. Is there any super memorable moments that have like stuck with you since you started documenting? Looking at this question and you telling me this question, God, this, this one's a tough one because there's been a lot of really cool stuff I've seen over the course of the last three years. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the 2019 hole in the wall invitational and of course 2018 um 2018 hole in the wall invitational was a record-setting year by two athletes um luke hauser of woodenville was the very first athlete ever i think on this course to break 15 minutes ran 1455 i believe so that was really cool to see and then in the girls race julia david smith of issaquah high school I believe she ran 1710 and that was also a course record so just to witness that and see two of the best runners in the entire state uh, get after it at that meet was pretty incredible. And then the following year, Jonas Price of Eisenhower broke Luke Hauser's record. I think he ran like 14, 48, 49 at hole in the wall. And that was crazy insane. Cause that was like the third, I think that was the third week in a row. Jonas broke a course record wow. at some sort of certain invite. So that was really cool to witness. And now he's down at Oklahoma state doing great stuff. And then the athlete that won the girls' race wasn't from Washington, but she was a freshman from Oregon. 
And I don't think I've ever seen that uh, talented of a runner at this meet before. And granted, I've only been at this probably this meet as an athlete and media probably for five or six years. But just watching this athlete from Lincoln High School, Kate Peters, run sixteen fifty two as as a girl, and that that gets you national attention, and you can just go about anywhere in the country to run in college if you're running those times. So I think those two races stand out to me the most. And it was just so cool just to see all these people excited, cheering people on. And it's, it's in my opinion, the biggest and fastest race in the entire state of Washington. Oh, totally. Yeah. I hope to go see that Sunday. It seems like a good race to go to. Um, and what about now with, COVID and social distancing, is there many meets going on? If there is stuff going on in Washington, what does the scene look like right now? Well, this fall, and a lot of people know this, I went over to Idaho to cover cross country because they had high school sports going on over there. And of course, being in Spokane, it was it's a pretty easy drive to go to like the Coeur d'Alene area. Um, but I did take a trip down to Idaho Falls, which that was, that, was a, that was a fun trip, but a long trip. I believe it was like seven and a half hour car drive uh, down to Southern Idaho. Um, but I, I wanted to get out of the post falls quarter lane area and go somewhere different. This was a very large invite. Um, but I had a blast covering all of Idaho and they got some legit runners on both the boys and girls side. Um, at, at least in Washington right now, the only meet that I knew of that actually happened and that this was in November, a little while ago, that was, the Yakima Cross Country Media Champions, which was the first official race, I, I I should say, that has occurred since the state meet back in 2019. So it was about a year ago, a little over a year since there was an actual meet in Washington. So not a whole lot going on right now, but who knows? It's a new year, and hopefully we can have something going on in the spring as it's planned to start up again in March. Got it. Yeah, hopefully it happens. Uh, I'm sure all the high school runners are really looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I think they are. I think a lot of these kids, um, I don't want to sound cliche. They're, they're hungry They're I, I, I truly believe that they are hungry for a season and especially those that have a lot to prove. I mean, there are runners out there that are just working their butts off this fall and have run great times, even in COVID just phenomenal times. And I, I they want to showcase that they want to be able to, show people what they're made of and potentially show collegiate coaches what they're capable of doing up at the next level. Perhaps um, I, I think of someone like an Ethan Peterson from East Lake high school who ran 1640 as uh, a freshman. And now in COVID times, he went down to Arizona and ran like a 1510 for a 5k. So, so kids like him who improve so much, even in times where there's like the, the, no one has a lot of motivation to, to train it's pretty incredible, and I and I am looking forward to if, like I said, if we have something going on in the spring, to watch these kids compete because I, like I said, they're hungry for something and they want to get back out there and compete against one another. Totally. I mean, for me as a casual runner, um, definitely when I was signed up for the SF Marathon, uh, running every single day, I'd always had the marathon in mind. It's like I'm training for this marathon, and if I don't run today, I'm not going to do well in my marathon. And then the marathon canceled so uh, as well as every single track meet for high school and college. And, um, you know, luckily I'm building a motivation app, so I still have some motivation to uh, keep going. But I'm sure for a lot of kids, uh, probably just um, 
you know, it's pretty hard to continue if there's not a meet coming up next month or in the next two months to uh, find that motivation to get out and keep running. The thing I see with high school kids, if you're committed to the sport and you want to pursue something, you're going to put the work in. Obviously, those that want to be state champions are going to put in that off-season work, regardless of COVID. I mean, right now, I know kids like an Isaac Teeples or uh, Ella Borsheim from Bellman Prep, they are training a lot right now and would typically be running in like indoor meets right now just to get into that fitness shape for the track season in the spring. So there are kids out there that are motivated enough because they want to go to the next level. But there are also kids out there that just go out for cross country and just do it for fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that too. It's cross country and track are a great social network for people to come out and meet each other and just connect. And yeah, it's just a good connection between those high schoolers. And that's what they need right now is that social piece. Totally. And um, I'd say back to you, well, you were an athlete. It, this doesn't have to be a question that relates to just running, but um, if you had to pick one really hard physical challenge that you've conquered or physical accomplishment that you have had in your sporting career, um, what do you think it would be? Well, and I'm going to be quoting my mother right here. At one point, I might have been the fattest distance runner on my high school team. Like I was, I was not in very good shape. Um, I my my eating habits were horrible. I was probably about 160, 162 pounds my junior year in track, and I can see I can see what the difference of what weight does to you as a runner or what your eating habits are. And w when she said that to me and I, and I saw the results in my times, I wanted to make a change. I wanted to actually get into great physical shape, get in great fitness shape and eat right because I want to have success. I, if I'm doing this sport, I'm not going to be out here just to slack or not put in the work. So I think that that transition from my junior or senior year was – was a lot because I was a very picky eater and I was not a big vegetables or fruit person. Um, but I kind of forced myself to start eating that healthy food, but also putting in the work and running as well. Because I, I tell those people all the time, the more mileage you do, the stronger you're going to get. Re regardless if you're an 800 or a 1600 meter runner, you, you need that mild base under you. So you're able to accomplish a lot of things. So I think for me, losing weight and trying to overcome the fact that one I'm not putting as much work in as I probably should be and two if I want to actually maybe go run in college I I gotta like I said put the work in so I think that was probably my biggest physical challenge throughout high school got it yeah uh I think I definitely need to be eating better if I want to keep up uh and build my times. I might be in the same place that you were at in high school right now where I like running. Um, I'll do, you know, five, six miles a day, but I will just not diet at all. And, um, I, I can see myself starting to plateau a little bit. Um, not really getting not much further. So, uh, eating well, I think would, uh, and also just running better as well, I think are two things that can really help me out. Yeah, I mean, it's, eating can go so – it could take you so far. If you're, like, eating the right proteins and the carbs and fruits and vegetables, that can take you such a far way and it make you feel better health-wise. Um, with that being said, 
you you can eat all this food and think, oh yeah, this is going to make me a better runner. Well, you got to start putting the mileage in as well, and that's one thing I wish I learned in high school. And I, it took me till my senior year to finally realize that it, it, there's a lot of work you got to put in to be a good runner. Yep, definitely. And to end it here, um, do you have any favorite books, thought leaders, or online resources um, that you really like when it comes to motivation for fitness or just getting in a good fitness mindset? I think for me, my biggest motivator is Steve Prefontaine. I mean, if, if any runner out there that knows who Steve Prefontaine, I hope you guys know who Steve Prefontaine is. He arguably the greatest distance runner of all time because he had no fear. He was, he had, he was, I'm trying to think of the word to say, like I said, he was fearless. He, he went out there and he wanted to win and it didn't care how he did it or like I said, how he did it. He just wanted to win. And whether that meant he had to run as hard as he can, which I, everyone technically does that when they run um, or just going out there and just telling people, um, I'm going to beat you and whatever it takes. If that means I have to be crawling across the finish line to beat you, that's what it's going to take. And I think right there, just his work ethic, just, I know I'm going off on a different tangent right now, but like his work ethic, I believe is what motivates me to be a good, or at least my standards, a good distance runner, because you want to be the best person you possibly be as a runner. And you, and you can only do so much as what your body allows you to do. Um, but I tell people all the time, if, as long as you're running and you're getting your miles in, it doesn't matter how fast you do it. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to do it. As long as you're feeling good about yourself and you're feeling healthy, that's what matters most. Um, but I mean, other than that, I don't really, I mean, I don't read books a lot. I don't read a lot of online sort resources, um, but I just look at athletes like a Steve Prefontaine, and it's like, how does he approach this and his mindset going into it? Totally, yeah, that's a great way to do it. Great way to look for motivation. Um, yeah, so where can people check you out? Um, of course, you can check the Instagram page. That's the runner underscore wa. Um, there's also my website at www.therunnerwa.com. Um, also on Facebook and Twitter, it's the same as the Instagram page. Also, my personal account on Instagram and Twitter is, I believe, is like Keenan Gray Five or something like that. Um, but yeah, the more you guys can talk about the runner Washington and all that stuff, give the, give these kids these recognition they deserve. Um, they're working their butts off, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing them race again one one last time, whether it's a senior or. Um, it's uh, underclassmen that are, that are just starting their careers off. Definitely. I think it's a phenomenal blog that you've made, and I'm sure many people are appreciative of it. I, I think so, too. I, I More so, I think my parents are like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, well, I would like more opinions from the coaches and athletes. But, <laughs> yes, I, 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 I'm proud of what I've accomplished so far, and I'm going to continue to do so with his website for as, as long as I can do it for till I get a real job. Got it. I'll see you later, Keenan. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thanks, Cole. And that was the runner raw, otherwise known as Keenan Gray. 
Please check him out at his Instagram account at therunner underscore WA or his website, www.therunnerwa.com. Thanks, and I'll see you all next time.